I read at the beginning from the Jesus Storybook Bible, which is like a kid's retelling of it. But in the adult Bible, in the full version, there are uh, four chapters uh, that account... Uh, Jonah's story. It is so short. Um, I read it this morning uh, quickly before sort of coming here. Um, and there are four succinct chapters about the life and times of Jonah. The first chapter in Jonah um, of the four chapters tells us that he is given a job that he doesn't want to do. Has anyone here got a job, got given a job that they don't want to do? Anyone got any examples of jobs that they don't want to do? Do you want to shout them out? Needing the loo. Well, how very polite. Go on. Go on, Emily. Wash the dishes is great. Do you any other people got jobs that they don't want to do? Fear. Go to school. Oh, dear. Do we have to talk about that later? Um, excellent. And so what ways can we... Uh, what ways... Can we uh, avoid doing jobs that we don't want to do? Carlitos. Go to the beach to avoid going to school. I love it. That sounds a great idea. Francis. You don't do them. Just avoid them. Just say no. I was talking to... Pretend to be ill. Yeah, there's all sorts of different ways that we can duck and dive. Emily. Have you forgotten why you got your hand up? Oh, okay, very good. Job. Yeah, interesting that um, you're another one that's come up with that. So Jonah thought he could avoid God's job for him by running to another country. And uh, chapter one of the story of Jonah closes in with uh, Jonah running away to sea and then God saying to Jonah, you cannot run away from my love. Has anyone ever been in a place that they don't want to be? And you get negative points if you say church. (laughs) Barbara. Going shopping. shopping. No one likes shopping, especially uh, grocery shopping. Emily. The classroom. We've got a theme here. Wendy. Hospital, I hear you. Doctor's waiting room, all that sort of thing. How do we react when we find in a place we don't want to be? Miserable. Miserable. Very good. Well, in chapter 2, Jonah has been thrown overboard and he's inside a big fish. And in that dark, slimy, lonely place, Jonah struggles with being somewhere that he doesn't want to be. But with Jonah, the story's a little different. He doesn't just try and escape. Instead, inside that whale, inside that big fish, he comes out with an amazing song. He sings, first of all, about being thrown into the sea, about finding himself in trouble, about running away from God and then that not working out well. But as you go through chapter 2, as you look at his song, we find this wonderful message of hope. We find this message 
that Jonah knows that the only person that can get him out this fish is God. That God is his only hope to be saved. That wherever Jonah finds himself, he knows that God can be relied upon to look out for him. Now, you and I live in a world um, where we can find ourselves in many dark situations where in in issues and problems and situations where we don't want to be where we find ourselves miserable and glum but the truth for Jonah is the same for us whatever darkness we are in we have a God that is loving and strong everyone stand up Put your hand on your heart or torso, roughly where it is, and then say, God loves me. God loves me. And now everyone put your arms up and show me your guns. Come on, show me your muscles. That's it. Now say, God is strong. strong. Put your hand on your heart and say, God loves me. me. And now show me your guns. God is strong. Excellent. Sit down. Whatever dark situations we can find ourselves in, we should be comforted by the fact that God loves us and he's strong. Now, at the end of chapter 2, God tells the fish to vomit uh, Jonah out. Can we have a vomiting sound? Oh, that is good. Can we have another one? I really enjoyed that. Oh, In chapter 3, Jonah escapes from the big fish. And in chapter 3, God comes again to Jonah and says, I have got a job for you. He is to tell the people of Nineveh that they are living badly and need to become friends with God. And then um, as he does this, He is a picture for us like a very famous person from history. His colleagues has gone. He has gone. Who does Jonah remind uh, remind us of by being in darkness for three days and then coming out and telling people good news? Right, we can say it a little less timidly. You're not at work or at school or in Sainsbury's. You're at church. Who does he remind you of? Excellent. Have you ever been bullied or had an enemy? How do you normally feel about them without the love of Christ? Aggressive. Anyone else? Angry. What do you want to happen to them normally if you don't know Jesus? You want revenge. You want something bad to happen to them, don't you? You don't want wonderful blessings to come their way. At the start of the story of Jonah, he feels like that about the people of Nineveh. But now he knew that he needed to share God's message of forgiveness and love. And so he goes to these people that are his enemies. And wonderfully, Nineveh listens to Jonah and they become friends with God. You and I today are surrounded by people that are like those from Nineveh. They make wrong choices 
and damage each other. And we have the opportunity to respond. But do you know what? The solution when we come across God's enemies is not just to wag your finger at them and tell them off. And it's neither the solution just to hate and despise or avoid them. Because these are common ways that we deal with people that don't know God. But that was not Jonah's solution. That is not God's solution. The solution to help people that are God's enemies now become God's friends is to tell them. Tell them about our relationship with God. Tell them the truth that we believe in about Jesus and invite them to know them too. And that is why by far the most important table this morning was the one Richard's sitting on where we write down something of God's goodness, where we write down something of the hope God gives us, write down something of the experience, um, uh, our experience of God. Because that is the only way people will turn from being God's enemies to God's friends. This building is full this morning because someone has told each and every one of us about God's love. Every single one of us is only here because someone else told us about God's love. And we have a privilege to do the same. It can be scary. It can be difficult. We can drag our feet. We can jump in a boat and try and escape to the other end of the earth. But it is God's uh, mission for us and purpose for us and destiny for us to help the poor people of Nineveh and God's enemies so that they can know him. Now, in the adult story of Jonah, the last chapter is chapter 4. Everyone say, hooray, the end is coming. Let's try that again. Say, hooray, the end is coming. Chapter 4 is possibly my favourite chapter because Jonah sits outside of Nineveh waiting to see what happens. He kind of wants... Uh, God to kick, put the boot into Nineveh because they're his enemies. And then Jonah sulks when it doesn't happen. Jonah sulks when God is kind to Nineveh. And then a plant comes up and the plant shades him and then the plant dies. And do you know what Jonah does? He sulks. Everyone say sulks. Everyone cross your arms and look miserable. There's some good sulkers in this room. Does anyone know anyone that sulks easily? There are people in our lives that easily sulk when things aren't going their way. Why are they difficult to be around? Why is a sulky person hard to be around? That we can get sulky Christians too. I've seen them. <laughs> They are miserable, they don't speak, they don't join in. When you have um, things going on, they're just a killjoy. Jonah sulks. But God has something to say to Jonah. He says, you are upset about that plant dying. But God is even more upset 
about the um, 120,000 people of Nineveh. So it looks like Nineveh was a similar size to Crawley. And so that is the group of people that Jonah helped see save. And God says, I am more upset about that than what you're upset. If you have been grumpy today because something has not gone your way, if you have been grumpy last week because something went badly, if you have ever been grumpy in your life, God will say, take that and I feel that a million times more for all the people that don't know Jesus. And that is an interesting thing. We get upset about all sorts of things. And God says, whatever you get upset about, I get upset a million times more about all the people that don't know me in Crawley and in our place of Bewbush. Friends, this world has all sorts of things that we can get miserable about and sulk over. This coming week, there'll be lots of opportunities to uh, cross your arms and look grumpy. But instead of getting moody about the little things that inconvenience us, the story of Jonah invites us to remember God's love for all the people that don't know him yet. Last week, um, Bubush and beyond were full of people making bad choices and celebrating Halloween. They celebrated horror and evil and scariness, and they do so in ignorance. And this week, we have an opportunity, and it's a challenge, to shine the light of Jesus into other people's lives. Does that sound good? Yes. Can I have a hallelujah? hallelujah. Can I have a hosanna? hosanna. Excellent. Let me uh, pray and say grace. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the story of Jonah. We find in him someone that looks a lot like us. Heavenly Father, I pray that we would not run away from the jobs you have for us, but we would run towards you. Heavenly Father, I pray that we would know you rescuing us from dark situations. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would help us be kind to our enemies and your enemies. And Lord God, most importantly of all, may we, like Jonah, be messengers to our neighbours, our friends and family about the hope of Jesus Christ. And Lord God, I pray as we all come together and eat that you would be with us and that we would know uh, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And all God's people said? Amen. Amen.